Hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the, um, what is this, I do believe it's around the, we're in the late 60s, early 70s as far as the episode number, um, sorry I don't remember it off the top of my head, but I digress, <laughs> um, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention, quite frankly, I'm having shades of, of course, Super Bowl 56 that took place, um, you know, in early February, um, as the Bengals are taking the Rams on right now. And, yeah, let's just get right into it. There's plenty of sports news to talk about. Plenty to go around, um, you know, plenty to discuss and uh, talk about, so let's do that right now. Um, well, first of all, uh, first and foremost, uh, I am currently in a different location. Um, normally, when I do the Cozy Show podcast or an episode for it, Typically, I'm at home or typically, you know, around that vicinity, right? But in this particular instance, I am doing this show live at a sports bar, let's just say. You know, a sports bar slash, you know, yeah, let's just call it sports bar. Um, That's probably the best way to put it but like I said plenty of news to get into plenty to go around Um, and I'm not going to waste your time or anyone else's time or my time don't want to burn any more of the midnight oil don't want to burn any daylight Um, you know don't want to you know rob you of a great Saturday Um, Very nice out, depending on where you are. Don't want to burn any daylight. Don't want to burn any more of the midnight oil. Don't want to take up any wasted space um, with wasted time. So, make of that what you will. Anyway, so, I'm having a deja vu, if you will. Um, Of course, Super Bowl 56 took place on, you know, early February, and right now, underway is, I guess you could call, in some respects, a Super Bowl rematch between the Cincinnati Bengals and, of course, the Los Angeles Rams. Cincinnati's currently up 3 to nothing on the Rams. It's the second quarter, um, 11, yeah, 11 minutes and 6 seconds in. Second and eight. Um, <clears throat> this is a preseason game, so don't expect a whole bunch. But at the same time, you know, and this has been said from different athletes in different professions. Um, I think it was Kendrick Perkins who played from the, you know, the 2008 Boston Celtics championship team in the NBA who said um, 
take the preseason seriously. Um, just because it's preseason doesn't mean it shouldn't be, you know, taken serious. So there's that, but also the fact that um, you also want to, you don't want, you don't want to take the preseason for granted. Um, you want to take it as if it's, you know, early in the season. You know, like week one, week two, week three. And like I said, to quote Kendrick Perkins here, of all people, who played with the 2008 uh, championship team with the Boston Celtics, uh, he said, quote, take the preseason seriously. Um, just because it's preseason um, doesn't mean it should be taken for granted um, and doesn't mean it shouldn't be taken serious. And I think I can even go as far as to quote Dan Orlovsky here when he said, um, take the preseason, you know, serious, like Kendrick Perkins said, um, but at the same time, you want to use this as an opportunity to grow and learn as a team and get that continuity going. I apologize for any background noise because, like I said, again, I'm live in a sports bar-ish type environment. Um, of course, I'm going to be talking over people and, you know, things of that nature. So I apologize for any technical difficulties um, or inconveniences or, you know, slight interruptions or me trying to talk over people or anything like that. So, but anyway, that being said, let's just, let's just get right into it. Um, so anyway, uh, Cincinnati Bengals are taking on the Los Angeles Rams in a preseason game. This is a follow-up to their Super Bowl 56 match that took place in early February. A match, in, of course, um, the Los Angeles Rams won. And, of course, their home stadium in SoFi. Yeah, SoFi Stadium in around the Los Angeles area. So what I'm seeing is a follow-up game, or in this case, uh, what, what, what would you call it? A follow-up game, a, a Super Bowl rematch, if you will. Uh, you could even go as far as to say that this is a follow-up game slash Super Bowl rematch. And you could even go as far as to say is, you know, deja vu all over again, for crying out loud. But uh, in all seriousness... I'm watching, uh, like I said, the Cincinnati Bengals versus Los Angeles Rams. It is a preseason game. It is a follow-up from their game, um, the Super Bowl game from Super Bowl 56. Um, follow-up game, uh, Super Bowl rematch from Super Bowl 56. Um, deja vu all over again is what I'd like to call it. <laughs> Um, and like I said, the Cincinnati Bengals are currently up 3 to nothing on the Los Angeles Rams. Now keep in mind, this comes just days after, you know, the brawl that ensued between these two teams um, in a joint 
excuse me, in a joint practice. And um, the fact that the fact that these two teams um, had a confrontation, they had an altercation, they had, uh, I guess, a little bit of a skirmish, if you will, right? But things like that happen in joint practices. Things like that happen in the NFL. Things like that happen in professional football. It's a contact sport, okay? Emotions are riding high, tensions are high, and small things can lead to big things. They can add up and add up and add up. Small problems can become big problems. And so... Hey, Gina, how are you? Like I said, uh, I apologize for any background noise or any... Uh, Let's just say interruptions or inconveniences as I'm in a sports bar-ish type environment. And of course, talking over people and things of that nature is just the name of the game. <laughs> when you're doing a podcast live, that's part of the podcasting business. So there you go. Anyway, so this game between the Bengals and the Rams is underway and... Like I said, currently the, the Cincinnati Bengals are up 3 to nothing on the Los Angeles Rams. Um, it's around the five-minute mark in the second quarter, fourth and 12 for Cincinnati, who is about to give the ball back to the Los Angeles Rams. And I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to end it here when it comes to this particular subject. Um... The Cincinnati Bengals, um, to their credit, uh, they're taking on the Los Angeles Rams head-to-head. They're taking them on head-on. They're not running from the champs. They're not trying to dodge any bullets. They're not trying to... um, They're not trying to uh, avert a potential disaster like what happened in that joint practice a few days ago. No, they're going at it head-to-head with the Super Bowl champs. And for that fact alone, I admire what the Cincinnati Bengals are doing right now. They're, They're taking the best shot from the champs. They're taking it to the Los Angeles Rams right now. And, of course, they have a chip on their shoulder. They're trying to you know, pay back the receipt, if you will, um, from, you know, the Super Bowl 56 loss. And this would be a great opportunity for the Cincinnati Bengals to prove that they belong um, along the top teams in the NFL. With that being said, um, this is kind of maybe a glimpse of what you could see in the future. Maybe we could have another, you know, maybe we could have another match between the Bengals and the Rams this coming season. And I know it's a little far-fetched, but there goes an old saying, anything can happen in the world of sports. Never say never. And like they always say, any given Sunday, any given Thursday, crazier things have happened. Sometimes they do. So, 
And I know it's a little out there, but that's just a prediction. So take it for what you will. But in any case, we move on. Um, of course, I'm watching the preseason game between the Rams and the Bengals right now. That is underway. But there's more NFL news to get into as, of course, you know, my New England Patriots haven't been looking their strongest as of late, but you can only imagine, and this has been their, like, their MO, their motto, their status quo, right? That they take, you know, week one, week two, three, four, as an extended training camp. They take it as the first, like, three, four weeks of the season, like it's training camp, and here's why. If they take the first three, four weeks as an extended training camp, it gives them time to find their continuity as much as, you know, the team can find itself in their identity. It gives the team, you know, and there's a fan poll, which came out. Of course, my New England Patriots weren't high on that list for obvious reasons, but um, for them to use the first three or four weeks of the season as an extended training camp, it's to find their con. Excuse me. It's to find their continuity. It's to find their identity, and it's to find who they are as a team. So, make of that what you will. But when you have the greatest coach in, in NFL history, in Bill Belichick, on the sideline, and you have Matt Patricia, who is the former coach of the Detroit Lions, also on the sideline. Not to mention you have Joe Judge, who is the former coach of the New York football giants on the same sideline as the previous coaches I just mentioned. Um, yeah, there has been some talk of them not having an offensive coordinator, but nobody can replace what Josh McDaniels did. He's the Raiders head coach now. He did more for Mac Jones than probably those two put together. So, if you put two heads together, you know, if you put two heads together, I mean, two heads are better than one, so we'll see. You know, put put two and two together and uh, we'll see what happens. But make of that what you will. Um, and of course, we're well into um, as I can see Jamar Chase on the television screen <laughs> that I'm watching right now. Him along with, uh, you know, some other great players. Um, you know, training camps are starting to come to a close. Um, the preseason is starting to come to a close. Um, week one in the NFL is just a few weeks away. I think September 8th if I remember correctly, is going to be the first game uh, coming up. So we'll have the Bills versus the Rams, and I do believe that's going to be on Thursday Night Football, give or take. You'll have to look, up, look it up online to see if that is accurate. But uh, it should be a good game for both teams involved. Um, but Week 1's going to have some notable matchups. Um, but not just Week 1, but the rest of the season for that matter and I'm talking about you know the Panthers versus the Browns 
Baker Mayfield's payback game against his former team. But you also have the Cowboys versus the former champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That should be a classic. But there's also games. Um, what else is out there? The Super Bowl champion Rams will take on every team's best shot. They're going to have to answer from challengers all over from both their conference and the other conference. But I think this is the way they wanted it because, let's face it, they won the Super Bowl in their home stadium, in front of their home fans, on the biggest game of the season. I'm thinking that's a small price to pay. Yes, they may have the third hardest schedule or whatever it is coming into the league this year. Yeah, something like that. I do believe it's the third hardest schedule coming up this season. But I'm thinking that's that's a, that's the equivalent of, you know, just a small price to pay, really. So make of it what you will. In any case, we move on. And... You know, you've heard me talk on my podcast about my favorite NFL teams, rather it be the Dallas Cowboys, um, the Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders, the New England Patriots. But the team I'm watching perform right now, uh, of course, against uh, another team. You know, I'll just mention those teams' names right now. You have the Rams taking on the Bengals. The Bengals, of course, is one of my, you know, four favorite teams. And so it's really going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Because you can only, you can only imagine, you can only imagine just how, uh, how tight, the race in all conferences are going to be. You can only imagine the margin for error is razor thin if there is any at all. Um, you can only imagine that the competition is going to be cutthroat. It's going to be fierce. It's going to be basically who the strongest is in the field, on the field. And it you know, there goes an old saying, only the strong survive. So make of that what you will. And there's one more thing I want to talk about in the NFL, and then I'll move on to another topic and go from there. Uh, I've currently, and I promise you this time I won't mention it again, I have decided to read the book that's called It's Better to Be Feared. Of course, I read it before. It is about my New England Patriots. And, of course, their two-decade dynasty. Featuring Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, and Tom Brady. You know, they've come up with the Patriot way. And their blueprint for success. And, you know, some of their... Uh, ideals and some of their methods um, in which the game is played is still used to this day. Um, I don't know if there's any team across the league that's had any 
you know, stranglehold on the NFL quite like the New England Patriots have. Now, regardless if you're a fan of them or not, I am, but that's besides the point. The fact that they've had a two-decade dominance and, uh, you know, 20-year reign over the NFL, um, that's unprecedented. That's unparalleled. That's unheard of. Now, here's the thing, right? And I'm not going to get too into this because I'm trying to uh, multitask here. I'm watching both... uh, the Bengals versus the Rams game, which is being held at Paul Brown Stadium, or whatever the stadium in Cincinnati is called, but they're playing in their home stadium against the Super Bowl champion Rams, which you could call a follow-up game of Super Bowl 56, a Super Bowl rematch. You could call it deja vu all over again. Call it whatever you want, right? But I'm trying to multitask in a sense of I'm trying to watch the game between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Super Bowl champion Rams. But I'm also trying to do this podcast (laughs) at the same time. So you could only imagine that it's not the easiest of tasks to uh, manage. But nevertheless, I digress. So there we go. Okay, so... Let's get into some Major League Baseball news right now. Of course, I have my favorite teams, that being the Los Angeles Dodgers, the New York Yankees, and I suppose you could throw the Cincinnati Reds in there, but they haven't been relevant ever since, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. left. Make of that what you will, but... And even the Cleveland Guardians, you could mention them if you wanted to as well. But my two top favorites have got to be the New York Yankees and, of course, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, If I were to put one against the other and say which is the top one, what's the top two, if I have to choose between the two, it would be the L.A. Dodgers. They're the best team in baseball right now. They're probably going to be the first to clinch a postseason spot. And I could only imagine they're probably the favorite to win the World Series this year. Uh, That being said, that doesn't mean that they're going to blaze through the postseason. And I'll go as far as to say they're probably going to have the hardest road to get to the World Series if they make it there. You'll probably have the likes of, you know, I mean, any, let's face it, any of these teams could go one-on-one with the Dodgers at the end of the day if they have the talent to do so. So, you know, teams that come to mind when it comes to, um, you know, teams that I believe that'll give the Los Angeles Dodgers a run from their money um, Maybe you could throw the San Francisco Giants in there. You could throw, you know, any team. The Giants were division rival. Uh, You could throw the Padres in there. Um, We'll see what happens, uh, you know, as far as the National League. But the top two threats, in my opinion, as far as the Dodgers are concerned... 
would probably be their, you know, their division rivals. It would be the Padres. It would be, you know, the Giants. Let's see, am I missing any teams as far as which teams could give the Dodgers trouble? No, probably be the Giants and the Padres at this point. They're division rivals. Um, but we'll see because the teams in the National League right now, um, they're not much of a threat. Their division rivals are always going to be there, the Giants and the Padres, but that's with any team. They're going to have their division rivals. But those are probably the biggest threats to the Dodgers is the San, excuse me, the San Diego Padres and, of course, the San Francisco Giants. Make of that what you will. But in any case, we move on. Okay. So the New York Yankees, I hate how they do this to me every year. They're always coasting in August. They're on autopilot. They coast. Um, you know, they're in cruise control. They do this to me every August, every year. And August is a special, special special month for me um, but with 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 the Yankees every August it you don't see traditional Yankees baseball with them in August the Yankees I see is Red Rover Red Rover send somebody over you know that's what I see um, let me let me digress for just a second I see Joe Burrow on the sidelines right now as this preseason game between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Rams are taking place. Let me say that again. Joe Burrow is live on camera. Um, uh, he, to see him, you know, in this game in some capacity um, really is encouraging. So there you go. Um, there you go. But let's stay within Major League Baseball. I'm just going to get straight to the point. Okay. I want to see the Dodgers take on the Yankees in the World Series. Why is that? Well, simple. Number one, because, look, it's the East Coast versus the West Coast. What more could you want? The Yankees on one side, the Dodgers on the other side. Who wins it all? That is what gets ratings. That's what grabs people's attention. That's what grabs interest. And I know that this is maybe a polarizing topic. It may be controversial somewhat. It may be, I don't know, um, questionable under certain circumstances as regards to what your views might be and how your opinion, you know, how your opinion relates to this topic. But, you know. Everyone's got an opinion, so that's just mine. And But in any case, we move on. So, now, what I want to see is, you know, how the postseason in Major League Baseball shakes out. Because at this point, any team could make a run and get into the Major League Baseball postseason at this point. The Baltimore Orioles have been one of the worst teams for the past, what, three, four, five years. And they're on the edge of 
They're on the edge of clinching a postseason spot. Like, I couldn't believe I could put the Orioles in a postseason spot in one sentence, let alone in the same conversation. But somehow, one of the, what used to be one of the bottom feeder teams in the league, they were, the, they were one of the worst teams for the past three, four, five years. And they're about to clinch a playoff spot, maybe, or postseason uh, berth. But make of it what you will. But in any case, we move on. Uh, I want to talk about one more thing, when it, you know, is in regards to Major League Baseball. And one of my biggest takeaways is something that was said from one of the Major League Baseball officials. What he said was, end quote, keep in mind, these are his, these are his words, not mine. He said, what we want to see is the ball more in play. We want to see, uh, you know, basically a, a pitch clock. We want to see the games go faster. We want to see a high rate of play. We want to see more balls in play. We want to see more strikeouts. We want to see more fans in the ballpark. The list goes on and on, but... What really captured my attention, and here are my biggest takeaways from it. He said he wanted to see the ball more in play. He said he wanted to see more action. So, you know. Uh, but yeah, he wants to see the ball more in play. He wants to see uh, a pitch clock. But yeah, he wants to see the pitch clock, the, the, all of that stuff. Um, and I think that's what this league needs. We need a pitch clock. We need the ball more in play. We need more fans in the stadiums, more fans in the stands. We need merchandise to go up. We need more strikeouts. We need more home runs. We need more RBIs. We need more everything. But at the same time, the game is in a good spot because the commissioner... Rob Manfred has done just about everything he can in his power to make sure that that can happen. Now, of course, the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred, he may not be the most popular person in the world, and there are reasons for that. One reason being, you know, him not stripping the Houston Astros of their tainted World Series championship win in 2017. Um, but that's not the only reason. Like, the commissioner, that's a job where, that's a job where, you know, you have to make the right decision regardless of if it's popular or not. And trust me, I, I would only imagine that's a tough spot to be in. How would it not be? I mean, how could you announce to Major League Baseball fans around the world, you know, a, a fan base, excuse me, I'm having a, <laughs> tech, excuse me, I'm having a technical difficulties at the moment. I'm experiencing a, minor inconvenience at this point in time. I'm experiencing a tough, all of that technical 
all that. I'm experiencing an inconvenience, technical difficulty, and an interruption, so make of that what you will. But I'm going to try to continue on with this podcast. So, let's see. Um, Let's just say... Let's just say the game's in a good place. I'll leave it at that. Okay, so... I want to freestyle on this podcast um, as much as I possibly can um, before this episode of this podcast ends. And uh, take it for what you will, but I want to talk about the NBA a little bit and we'll see what happens from here. So the talk of the league is pretty much been the Los Angeles Lakers and then there's just everybody else. Regardless if you're a Lakers fan or you're not, I mean, personally I'm not, but um, but that's besides the point. Uh, I'm a Golden State Warriors fan and have been for some time, so naturally we're rivals and we don't get along, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but that's a topic for another time. Um, The point is, the fact that the Lakers, they've been the topic of conversation in the NBA for quite some time now. Of course, you have LeBron James. He signed his two-year extension, and the terms of the agreement for what he's being paid, um, I'm sure those terms are somewhat private, but... In any case, we move on from that. And you can also, speaking of moving on, you can only expect that the Los Angeles Lakers will want to move on from Russell Westbrook, which I do believe they will. And we're going to see what happens with the core of their team. Will Anthony Davis be healthy? Will Will LeBron be healthy? Will, will his supporting cast be able to help LeBron when he needs his help, you know, their help, because, you know, one man does not a team make, okay? And for LeBron, he's carried this Los Angeles Lakers team, with the exception of Anthony Davis, for the better part of, what, two, three years? Um, And that takes wear and tear and a toll on the body takes a toll mental, mentally, physically, all of that, right? But here's my thing, and you can make of it what you will, say what you want, uh, believe what you want. That's your prerogative. I believe that it's pretty much LeBron James, and then there's just everybody else with the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, you got Anthony Davis, but he's never healthy. Yeah, you got Russell Westbrook, but he's on the decline. And yeah, you got a supporting cast, but they really haven't done much to support LeBron. They won the championship in 2020, the pandemic year. But of course, make of that what you will. They were in the bubble of all places um, in Orlando, Florida. Um, There was no fans to be had. There was no nerves or jitters on a certain extent because first of all 
first of all, when you have no fans in attendance, it changes the landscape of a series. Okay, if you have no fans, that means the anticipation goes away by an extent. Um, you could even say the nerves go away here or there a little bit. Um, you could say that uh, all of that, the anxiety, the butterflies, they're not there so much. So it changes the whole narrative of how a series is going to be played out. Now, am I saying that the Lakers didn't deserve that championship? No, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, just like the Los Angeles Dodgers, when they won the World Series championship in 2020 as well, um, they had no fans either. So no fans in the venue. Um, it changes the landscape. It totally changes the direction and the narrative of how the series will get played, you know, moving on. So moving forward, you never know what's going to happen. Of course, yes, the Los Angeles Lakers did win the championship in the bubble. But would they have won it if fans were in attendance? That's a big what if, and you make of it what you will. But the same could also be said for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Would they have won um, the World Series had there been more fans involved in the process? Um, would, you know, would, uh, would their team have rose to the occasion? Would Clayton Kershaw have made an impact like he did in this postseason series? Would, of course, the Dodgers' supporting cast be able to handle um, the pressure of carrying their superstars to get to the World Series? Of course, you have Mookie Betts, you have Cody Bellinger, you have, you know, Trey, you know, you got you got Turner, you guys like that, right? Um, but yeah, yeah, you got Turner, you got Bellinger, you got Mookie Betts. That is an all-star team in itself, okay? But now you add Freddie Freeman to the picture. Now that changes everything because he is a World Series champ in his own right um, with the uh, well when he was with the Atlanta Braves and the Dodgers were the champs of the season before that so you add a current champion to a former champion that's a marriage made in heaven I mean the Dodgers were great before they got Freddie Freeman, and now they have Freddie Freeman on their roster. Okay? He's a current World Series champ. The Dodgers were the champs before the Atlanta Braves became champ. So they're my pick to win the World Series this year just based on that alone. Now, is that saying that they'll win the World Series? Uh... We'll see, uh, but that's what I'd like to see take place. Um, but uh, again, make it for what you will, take it for what you will. But in any case, we move on. All right, so talked about the NBA, the NFL. I talked about Major League Baseball. But what I don't get to talk about, and I've been wanting to do this on this episode of this podcast for 
some time, or just the podcast in general. I don't get to freestyle on this podcast very often. And here's what I mean by free, uh, excuse me, freestyle on this podcast. I don't, I don't often get to talk about stuff that's uh, give or take in the heart, in the mind. And I don't get to just shoot from the hip. But I will, I will do what I can and we'll see what happens. Okay, so I will read the book, It's Better to Be Feared, the two-decade dynasty of the uh, New England Patriots, um, the 20-year reign they had over the NFL. Um, But that won't be until I read the book called The Book of Bones, as well as the Four Agreements Companion book. So I personally believe that and whatever your opinion is I respect that Um, I personally do believe that this is going to be a game changing move not just for me but for the podcast in general and that's what this is all about okay Um, so there you go Um, alright so what I also would like to mention and again make of it what you will but uh, I personally think that uh, you know it's going to be a really interesting uh, journey to get back there and since I'm reading the book called it, you know since I'm reading the book called The Book of Bones as well as the Four Agreements companion book Um, It's not going to be an easy journey to the top, but I will do whatever it takes, and I mean whatever it takes, to get back to reading the book called It's Better to Be Feared, the two-decade dynasty, the 20-year reign over the NFL, and believe me, when I do read it, I'll let you know. But that's not all. I also want to, you know, just shoot from the hip. So... This is what, like my, we're in the late 60s or early 70s as far as these episodes of the podcast go. And so I am absolutely thrilled to know that for the first time ever, um, to know that the first time ever, this is the very first time that I took my podcast, of all podcasts, um, and decided to go live from a sports bar type of environment. Normally when I do episodes of my podcast, it's normally at home or it's, you know, somewhere uh, where, you know, somewhere where I feel comfortable, right? But for me to do this episode of the podcast um, in a sports bar definitely changes um you know, changes how things are said, how it, it changes uh, the perspective, uh, people's opinion. It changes, you know, the overall dynamic of how I feel, what I say, what I do. So we'll see what happens here.
But I will just say this, and I'll end it here with this discussion. Um, I'm so proud that this is the very first time, the first time ever, the one and only time that I've ever had an episode of this podcast on a sports bar type environment. I usually do it at home, but to do it here like that, that's unprecedented. That's unparalleled. That's unheard of. And so it goes to show you how far this podcast has gone already. And it's not even been a year's time yet. This podcast started around early November, November 1st, I do believe to be exact. Um, And it's just been so fun to just be a part of it and to see it grow and watch it evolve and adapt and get with the times. I mean, I couldn't be happier with what I'm seeing. Now, let's get back to the game. Of course, it is the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Rams. Here is what's going on right now, okay? So first and foremost, Joe Burrow was spotted on the sideline. Um, So, (laughs) of course, you can expect that to be a sight to see. Um, But he wasn't the only one. Jamar Chase was also seen on the sidelines. And you can only assume that most of the starters in these games do not play. But when you do see them on the sidelines and contribute in some way, shape, or form, it makes things that much more intriguing, interesting, and all of that. Right? And that's what I love to see. Now, in all seriousness... I'm going to attempt to freestyle on this podcast with whatever time I have on this episode left and uh, try to end things just like I did when I started things on a good note. Okay, so first things first. Number one, okay, I, uh, I consider myself a podcaster, broadcaster, you know, sports journalist in my own right. Um, the list goes on and on, but I try to be objective. I try to be partial. Um, I try to be unbiased when I do episodes of this podcast here and to get it off the ground and to see where it's evolved and adapted and to see that it's gotten with the times, it's a step in the right direction. So and also, I've got to thank all of you fans, audience members, and listeners of the podcast. I couldn't do it without you, you know. So again, and shout out to all you, you ladies and gents, boys and girls, cats and dogs out there. Um, I really appreciate your undying love and support. So again, big shout out and thank you. Love you all to all you listeners audience members and fanatics of this podcast. This is the first time I've decided to do an episode of my podcast outside of my own humble abode. (laughs) Of course, I'm doing this at a sports bar type of environment. And the, uh, the narrative of the story, the elephant in the room, has been, of course, this preseason game that I'm watching underway right now between the Bengals and the Rams. Um, me personally, uh, I would like to see the, 
the Cincinnati Bengals uh, get some sort of revenge, payback, vengeance, if you will. Touche. It's, you know, all those adjectives have been used before. And it's not just touche, but it's very cliche, <laughs> you know. It's very, re, you know, very redundant. It's, it's stuff that people reiterate all the time. So there you go. But I want to see them pay back the receipts, um, if you will, uh, from the fact that, now keep in mind, right, these two teams went at it in an altercation, in a confrontation, in a joint practice just days earlier. So you can only imagine there's going to be a little bit more fuel to the fire here. Um, I would personally love to see the Bengals win this one. But I'm not going to be surprised um, if the Rams find a way to win. So, And keep in mind, they're the Super Bowl champs, so you can never count them out. Um, I think it was Willie McGinnis who was once quoted as saying, and these are his words, not mine. He said, you can't get the title unless you knock the champ out. And we're the champs, and they forgot it. So there we go. Okay, so I'm approaching the final 10 minutes of this episode of the podcast. Keep in mind we're in the late 60s or early 70s right now. As far as the episode number and the count and the uh, precise, uh, you know, give or take, the precise number or count or precise exact, uh, you know, you know, whatever it is of episodes that I have right now. So, there we go. So, hopefully you can still hear me as I'm on this podcast. I'm trying to do the best I can, and uh, I apologize again for the inconvenience as music is playing over me while I'm trying to talk. Um, So, it is what it is. But I apologize for the technical difficulties... I apologize for the inconvenience, and of course, I apologize for the interruption. But, you know, this is a time where I get to spend the uh, amount of time that I love to, to talk with you guys and about stuff. Basically, I'm just going to freestyle on this podcast for the last 10 minutes, and I'll end it there, okay? Um, so, right now, I'm really excited to see what happens this season in the NFL. Um, things look really good already, and the season hasn't even started yet. And to know that, you know, things look this good already, like, I'm very, very impressed. But in any case, we move on. So, um... I'm one of those type of guys that love to watch sports in general. I'm a big sports fan, and that's just who I am, you know. And so, make of it what you will, but it's true. So, there you go. Now, let's talk about the WNBA. Okay, so, of course, you have the reigning champs, the Chicago Sky. Uh 
who I do believe are still part of the playoff picture. And as far as what I'm hearing, reading, and seeing, that is exactly the case. Uh, that being said, you know, the Las Vegas Aces have also been in the picture. Um, I think the Phoenix Suns have been added into the mix. Um, is there any teams that I'm leaving out here? I believe not, but I could be wrong. Um, but I don't remember a time where I've ever been like this excited to see the WNBA playoffs because these are teams with a great core, a great supporting cast, a great nucleus. Like they have continuity on their teams. They have all the qualities you look for in a great team. Leadership. Um, they have stamina. They have conditioning. They have cardio. They have everything it takes to make a deep playoff run. And I admire that. But I love watching these, these teams. The Chicago Sky. The Las Vegas Aces. The Phoenix Mercury. The list goes on and on. Um, but I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if there's any time I've been this excited to, you know, be part of and, you know, witness the uh, WNBA playoffs as they go along, right? And make of it what you will. Um, but in any case, we move on. Okay. So want to talk about, of course, some Las Vegas Aces news. Um, of course, Las Vegas, yeah, the Las Vegas Aces head coach, Becky Hammond, has been named coach of the year. And, of course, you know, um, to know where she began, from where she started to where she's at, and keep in mind, um, it's all about getting your foot in the door. And... There goes an old saying, it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. Becky Hammond started in the NBA with the uh, Spurs coaching staff, the San Antonio Spurs. She started with the San Antonio Spurs coaching staff, and she's now the coach of the Las Vegas Aces. Um, and I do wish her well in her future endeavors. Um, I do believe this is like her first or second year in the league give or take, so um, everyone has their opinion on it, but I think it's going to be a really good you know, couple of games coming up. But I can't stress it enough. This WNBA playoffs may be the best that I've ever witnessed so far. And there's been good ones here and there, but this one definitely, is, it's one that stands out. So, that being said, um, I just want to confess to you all, I am a big fan of, you know, reading books. I love to read books all the time. I've always loved to read books because that's just who I am. And I've loved to read books for as far as I can remember. Okay, and the fact that, um, the fact that I'm at this point in my life you know, reading books like this on a daily basis from the Book of Bones to 
you know, um, the Four Agreements companion book, which is a book Tom Brady read, by the way, which is <laughs> hence inspired me to read the Four Agreements companion book along with the original Four Agreements book. Um, so there you go. But I've read the book of, I'm reading the Book of Bones right now. I've watched, uh, excuse me. I've read all kinds of good books. I've read It's Better to Be Feared. I've read, you know, the Four Agreements companion book. Uh, I'm currently reading the Book of Bones right now, okay? Goes to show you, I'm a reader, I'm a podcaster, broadcaster, I guess, I guess sports journalist in my own right, um, give or take. Um, and I like to be a sports writer to some extent, right? But here's my thing, and I'll leave it on this note. Um, take it for what you will. Um, but reading has really helped me do this podcast. Um, it's helped me in terms of all, all aspects of this podcast, from speech to delivery to broadcasting and you know, overall, you know, narrating of the podcast and all that stuff. So here's a recommendation to all of you fans, listeners, and audio mem you know, all of that. To all of you audience members, listeners, and fanatics of this podcast, you all can learn from this. So this is a teachable moment. So I'm going to say this once. <laughs> and I probably won't be saying it again, so definitely take this advice. To all of you fanatics, listeners, and audio members, audience members of the podcast, um, I highly do suggest that you read a book, find a good book that you like, um, from whatever genre, rather it's fantasy, fiction, um, nonfiction, um, all that. Horror, I mean... I started reading, like, the Lord of the Rings type books. Great books, by the way. Um, but <laughs> the Lord of the Rings kind of books, um, you know, fairy fantasy type books, um, Martians from Mars, sci-fi kind of stuff. That's my wheelhouse, right? But uh, I love what I do, and I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. So there you go. All right, so I'm approaching, what, the final hour, uh, excuse me, final, final minute and a half of this episode. And uh, let's just end it here. Uh, of course, the Rams and the Bengals are playing each other right now. Currently, the Bengals are up nine to nothing on, of course, the team they lost to in the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 56, the Los Angeles Rams. So... You can call it whatever you want. You could call it a Super Bowl rematch of Super Bowl 56. You could call it a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl follow-up game. Call it whatever you want. Super Bowl 56 follow-up game, Super Bowl 56 rematch. Um, any of those things apply here. What I guess um, my overall point is, and I will end it this time because... I'm now past the 30-second mark. Um, so here we go, real quick. Um, 
Tune into this game if you haven't already. Um, I've learned a lot from this game as we're coming to a close on this episode. Um, but that's all the time I have for you all today, and I'll try to get right back at it tomorrow. Thank you all for listening. Take care.